I'm Denise Wallach-Peterson, founder of the Menopause Project and creator of the Use Your Cycle Method. I've been a personal trainer for the last two decades to hundreds of women, helping them through hormonal disruption, perimenopause, and menopause, coming out on the other side, celebrating their strength, their health, and their wisdom. Because menopause doesn't have to suck. In Meno Minis, we'll be discussing everything from sleep, sex, and weight loss to how to support and use your hormonal cycle to live a more vibrant life in the flow, even post-menopause. Welcome to today's Meno Mini. Hey there. Today we are talking detoxes, resets, inflammatory foods, food supports for your body and your hormones. So let's face it, this time of year is full of fad detoxes, pills, teas, wraps, quick fixes, etc., etc., etc. But are they helpful? Is there a reason or a how that won't cause a huge pendulum swing? By our age, we have seen how the old binge and restrict pattern works and frequently adds pounds. We've heard about moderation, but what if we've never really seen what that looks like? We've heard that we have detoxifying organs. Why do we need to have detoxifying teas? We've heard about inflammation and allergies or intolerances, but we like Oreos. So how do we wade through the information overload, heal our hormones, and get our bodies in the shape that makes us smile? Whatever shape that is, ladies, whatever makes you smile, right? So let's talk about a few options here. Number one, detox teas. Many detox teas and wraps are simply diuretics designed to pull tons of extra water out. If you want a diuretic, eat asparagus. At least you get the vitamins and the fiber too. I'm only not a fan because these are weight loss quick tricks that cause all sorts of electrolyte imbalances and don't really cause fat loss. Second, moderation. I love moderation, but in order for moderation to work, you have to take the time to learn portion sizes and macro basics. So what I don't love is the seemingly very difficult time up front to weigh and measure and record what you're eating in order to learn. Classic example. 20 years ago, I did a bodybuilding show, and for 10 weeks, nothing went in my mouth that wasn't planned, pre-recorded, weighed, measured, and timed. By week 10, I could easily look at a hunk of meat and tell you how many ounces were there, or how many ounces of water were in any given cup. I still can do that, but those 10 weeks were intense and caused a massive binge phase for me afterwards. I still think you need to weigh and measure to have a learning experience, but maybe it doesn't need to be quite that intense, right? How do you know what four ounces looks like if you've never weighed it and seen it repeatedly? Or if you think that the cup you regularly use is 16 ounces, but you've never measured it, and you think you're drinking 64 ounces a day, so four cups out of your regular cup, right? But you're still lacking energy. 
and then you measure your cup to discover it's only a 12 ounce cup, well now we're down to those four cups being 48 ounces. Now you're dehydrated. This plays a huge role in, in your energy levels and explains so much more. If you've never looked at the, content, the sugar content of your Yoplait, but it's a diet food, so, but you're wondering why you're not losing weight, how do you know that you might as well be eating a Milky Way? Yeah, it comes down to the learning curve. Moderation is all about the learning curve and easy is earned. You've got to practice before you can eyeball it. That's my hang up with moderation. Third, we have detox organs. Why should I have apple cider vinegar and lemon water every day? Or why should I eat so many cruciferous vegetables? Okay, well, a car has an oil filter too, but you still need to change it every 5,000 miles. And for best performance, you might even run a special oil through it. A race car performs very different than your 20-year-old car that's gone through times of ne neglect. Am I right? So, yeah, your liver will break down all the yummy yummies. And if you give it food that supports the running of the liver, like apple cider vinegar and lemon water, or lots of cruciferous vegetables, it won't be clogged and let so many of the small debris through it because it's running at high performance instead of just running. Let's take care of those detox organs, shall we? Four, resets for buildups and intolerances that you might be experiencing. I have mixed feelings about these. If they require a ton of supplements or special foods, well, I'm hesitant. Not 100% opposed because sometimes you've really got to scrub the engine parts out to get them back to factory specs. And make sure you're using reputable products and still get to eat real food. That being said, two times a year, I do a reset because Oreos, coffee, French fries. I like the things too. And I understand that these build up in our system. Also, I know where my mind is. So before I re recommend a, a reset, I like to know where is the mindset of my clients that I'm recommending this for. If they have mastered the food basics, like getting 100 grams of protein and a pound of vegetables every day, reducing their sugar and increasing their fiber, and the results have stalled, well, then we talk re resets. Removing common food allergens and intolerances just to see what happens, right? This is like an experiment on your body. I can tell you what's going to happen to the public at large, but what about to you specifically? The number of women who tell me they can't sleep and then go on to tell me they drink two to five cups of caffeine daily? I got questions. They drink wine to help them get to sleep, but they see 1 a.m. every day? Let's test this theory. Uh, I gotta be near a bathroom after I eat pasta, Denise. We need to play with this. Check it out. What about acne that doesn't go away with prescription meds? What about your milk, your corn, and your quinoa 
intake. Let's get curious. What else could it be? You just don't overall don't feel good? Let's walk through your day for environmental toxins. Like what's in your bathroom? Is there fluoride in your toothpaste? Chemicals in your soap, shampoo, lotion, deodorant? What's in your kitchen? Are you still using plastic containers in the microwave? Are you using Teflon pans or canola oil? These are things to look at. How would it work? Are there air fresheners or special chemicals being used? Lots of different cleaning products? Then there's other things like bug repellents, makeup, deodorant, essential oils. Do you have to throw everything away all at once? No, that can be kind of expensive, but the more you know, then when you run out of, say, the toothpaste, you can switch to something less toxic. Neem toothpaste, for example, or maybe you want to go straight up coconut oil and do oil pulling. Ceramic pans go on sale. Maybe that's the time to switch. Hear about a natural remedy? Try it. Now, let's get back to your hormones here. Many meats are full of estrogens. Take a break from the meat. Reset your estrogen. Sugar is very insidious in our society. Heck, even the fries at McDonald's are full of sugar. And this means our insulin is often high. Let's give sugar a break so our pancreas, that's the insulin producer in our body, can quit overworking on the insulin. Cortisol is often set off by caffeine. Let's lay off for a while. Grains have been found to mess with our thyroid. And dairy is full of growth hormones. One other quick notable here is it takes four days from food to get from your mouth to out. And it still lingers in the cells after that. So if you are not 100 and 10% removing the food for at least five days, you have not given your body any kind of break, okay? So to summarize, you know there's not a quick fix. We've been around the block. We know that slow and consistent is always going to yield results, but sometimes short-term high-quality intervention or learning experiences are necessary. If you've been thinking about taking your health to the next level and want details on the Use Your Cycle method, reach out to me. My email is denise at nowgetgoing.com or see the notes section of the podcast to see all the different ways you could reach out. Until next time. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Thanks for listening. It would mean a ton to me if you left a review or passed this podcast on to your best gal pals. And hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you have any questions, be sure you join the Menopause Project on Facebook. Until next time.